0: This is Bellator Colloquium, a podcast of the Bellator Society. Bellator in Latin means warrior, and a colloquium is a conversation. We at the Bellator Society are online warriors for the true, good, and beautiful, and this podcast is our conversation about all those things and so much more. Meet us here weekly at Bellator Colloquium and at bellatorsociety.com for content that will hopefully lift you, inspire you, comfort you, and make you feel a part of our Bellator Society.
1: Good morning, friends and warriors, and welcome to the podcast. This is Tracy Eddy, and I'm in Scottsdale, Arizona, and I'm chatting with my friend, Fran Yeager, in Nashville, Tennessee.
0: Good morning. Good morning, my friend. How are you? I'm
1: good. And as I say, Nashville,
0: Tennessee, you're technically like Franklin, right? We're actually technically in the country. You are if we're if we're, we're going to be technical. Here.
1: <laughs> You're in the boonies.
0: We are. We're right in the middle of Nashville and Franklin. Ah. Like we're, I mean, like equidistant actually um, from Franklin and Nashville city limits. So
1: did you say equidistance?
0: I think I said equal distance. Oh, equal distance. Okay. Did I say equidistant? It sounded equidistant, it and it
1: sounded very smart. <laughs> <laughs>
0: think it might be a word I think it is how about that I think it is I think you said it Okay. Well, um, we're in the middle yeah. of those two cities in the country. And in fact, we have to have um we have to hire if we want our trash taken away from our home, we don't have city services. Oh, no. We have to hire someone, a private company, to come pick up our trash. Um that is which wild. sounds super, super first world problem. It does. And I've been to your house and
1: you do not feel like you're in the country. It definitely feels like no. you're um You know, there's rolling hills and it's gorgeous and you don't feel like you're in the middle of a hustling, bustling city. But I wouldn't say that it's like in the boonies, actually.
0: Yeah. That's interesting. We are technically the county, though. That's interesting. Well. We we send our kids to the dump.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You got to do what you got to do to live in peace.
0: I know. know. (laughs) Well, how are you? It's
1: almost Christmas.
0: It is almost Christmas. I'm so excited for Christmas. I think think we're ready.
1: I think we're ready, too. Yeah, we're there, yeah. finally.
0: And this podcast is going to come out just after Christmas. So, so know that in the timeline out there, listeners, that we're recording right before Christmas, of course, because we're not going to record on Christmas Day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which is our normal recording Which, day.
0: Exactly. So yes. just how it
1: fell. So we are, um, we're doing the responsible adulting thing, and we're recording a day or two earlier than normal so that we have something um, worthy to listen to on Friday, on our podcast yes. release day. Yeah.
0: Yay! Okay, so I do want to actually circle back just real, real fast to um, the thought of trash and all of the trash that happens at Christmas time when you have tons of people in your home, if you're the host, or you have all the gifts and the wrapping paper and boxes and, you know, all of the stuff that comes with Christmas time that, you know, it's it's, it's super funny to me that oftentimes if you do have regular trash service, it's often <laughs> deferred and you're like, I just need the trash man to <laughs> exactly. come. Exactly. <laughs>
1: yeah. The irony of that statement is that our trash day is on Wednesday, which is Christmas day yeah. and so by yeah. by Wednesday, I mean we're a family of five, and somehow we produce a lot of trash and so by trash day, we're usually like ready, um yeah. so having a holiday mushed in there with no yes. trash service for an extra day or so is gonna be, and then we're traveling um kind of not not on Christmas or anything like that but I don't exactly know when our trash date is going to be deferred to, so I'm a little nervous about that, too.
0: It's hard to keep track of all those things, it is. and then add in if you if you are in the, a season of life where you have a diapered person in your home. Oh. I mean, that just adds a whole other <laughs> level of complication oh. that you have to take into consideration. Oh. But I think that this uh, you're gonna see you're gonna see the entree here. <laughs> I think this plays very well into our presentation, our discussion today on the idea of hospitality, <laughs> um, because that's <laughs> I was wondering where that you're was, going with this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That was our whole month of December and will continue to be through the end of December. Our theme for the month um, on the blog is hospitality. And we we sprinkled in there, you know, little little um, posts and blogs from various contributors just in preparation for Christmas and in the Advent um, season. Um but really our our overarching theme was this idea of making room in the inn, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Of, of having hospitality. And so again, talking about trash, like that's actually one of the considerations. When you're trying to be hospitable, <laughs> I keep the trash hidden <laughs> and not smelling. <laughs> I know it's not
1: it's not not a thing. You know it's not not a it's thing. a thing. It's a thing for <laughs> sure. Um, that is hilarious, friend. Well, so we speaking of hospitality and speaking of our um, series, we are going to kind of touch on a couple of our favorite blogs. Um, yep. So,
0: do you want to start, or do you want me to start? Oh, I'll start. Sure. Um, the, so I think that both of us picked a couple of the ones that kind of go together. Yeah. Um, so my two kind of go together and your two kind of go together. So uh, do we want to like um, me do both of them or do just one of them and just talk about it? What do you think the right choice is there?
1: You go. Both of okay.
0: them. Okay. Both of them. Okay. I picked Under My Roof by Aaron Bayard And Little Moments from Across the Pond by Shona Terrell. And I think the link to both of these pieces is the idea of we can be hospitable even when we don't feel like we're doing it awesomely. (laughs) (laughs) And I think everybody in the world who has ever been a host or dreamt of being a host or hostess um, understands that feeling of um, inadequacy almost, you know, Mm -hmm. like, and especially if you have a beautiful example which they both describe in both of these pieces of um Aaron with her mother and Shona with her grandparents um that they were just such beautiful examples of hospitality and the ease of hospitality and yet they themselves um articulate so beautifully um that that hesitancy to be hospitable because you're not sure that you're going to be able to measure up um, I think one of the most, yeah, I think one of the most beautiful lines in Erin's piece um, was, and I'm quoting her here. She says, so I deep breathe and pray for our company to feel welcome and loved as though my house were flawless and presented just for them. I smile and invite and serve and yes, apologize. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I love this
1: because I'm so guilty of that. Like I really... um I get anxious when people are coming over because I want my house to look perfect. Like I want yeah. it to look Pinterest worthy or photograph ready. And, and I do have to tell myself, even when we have really good friends coming over who are more yeah. like family, I kind of make my family crazy because I'm like, go pick yes. up this, go get that off the stairs. I want it, you know, I want to put get that the in the closet. Yeah. I want to get the dishes down. <laughs> I want this down because I, I like, and I think, I don't think that's a bad thing to want to mm-hmm. present your best But when it hinders or, you know, prevents you from being hospitable because things aren't in perfect order, um, that's when it's not good. And so I did love this. We all have friends who are such good hostesses. Mm -hmm. And I have, um, you know, some friends who always open their house to people, no matter what. And it's not the biggest home, and it's not, you know, necessarily – you know, whatever, but they're, they're a little bit more relaxed than me. And, and everyone always has the best time. Everyone loves to go over, you know, to this house. They're always willing to have the party or the whatever. And the, and people go outside and they just make it work. And it's because they're so open to community and to
0: hospitality. It's really a gift. I remember when uh, Matt was in uh, his intern year and and residency, but intern years when we met this family, they had... So we had three boys, or actually, no, we had two at the time, but they had... four boys I believe and so we kind of made, had a quick little and they were Catholic and so we had a quick connection there but they were the house where all of Matt's intern class would go for parties or just to hang out for dinner or something and they kind of had that open door policy and the funniest thing for, for them, I mean it became a joke um, was that they, their house was always under construction like there was always <laughs> some, there was a wall torn down there was a, you know, a, a cooking range in the middle of the kitchen That's <laughs> awesome. there, there was always something um you know under construction or being renovated and yet there was just a, a it was it was comforting like the, mm-hmm. their house was just an, an warm. easy place it was warm and also this i mean of course i would never have wanted my children to do any you know damage or any mess to their home i mean that that, that goes against the jaeger philosophy of, of boy scouting <laughs> <laughs> you know leave the place better than when you came um but um There was a sense of, like, I could bring my kids there and not worry. And she was so good about saying, oh, my goodness, let children be children. Let them go play. And And so, you know, it let me let go of that perfectionism where my kids have to, like, don't take any toys out. Please don't spill those Legos. You know, all (laughs) of the things that that I'm thinking if I'm not saying them, she knew it was on my heart. And she would, like, meet it, you know, before it came out of my mouth. And she was like, let them play.
1: That's awesome. And
0: they're – I mean, yeah, it was such a, it was such a soft place for me to land during a really hard time <laughs> in our life. And I so appreciated that. And
1: I admired that. And I think like, just to your point, any anytime you've ever gone to a house to get together where the hostess is not overly concerned with all the aesthetics, yeah. that people have the best time. Like, I don't, yes. I have never yeah. left going... Well, the silverware was plat, they used plastic, or, you know, there was China <laughs> yeah. instead of China, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. nobody ever really judges. And so I think we're probably always harder on ourselves than any guest yeah. would ever be. And if a guest is, is judging your home and the aesthetics, then they're probably not that good a friend, anyways. And you should yeah. get rid of them, as my grandmother yeah. said once <laughs> about a boyfriend that <laughs> 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 turned into my husband. Off them. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that'll be my last little bit. I'll tell the story of Mochita. Um,
0: oh, I love it. I love Mochitta stories. But, but I will say this as well, that um, one time we, so for for years we would host the um, the young adult chili cook-off yes, at our house um, when we lived in Little Rock. And we, I mean, I think one year we had like almost a hundred people like, you know, in, through the, in, in and out of the doors for this chili cook-off. And we would set up like, you know, a dozen crock pots in the in the garage you know for for the chili competition and then we had a big dessert competition in our massive utility room I never tournament. won I've so never won much. anything <laughs> <laughs> So one year and you might remember this cuz i probably talked to you about it but um one year was we had just gotten some new furniture and they were beautiful um linen it was a beautiful linen couch that was kind of a light um flax color and and it like it was so tormenting to me i was like chili stains if anything stains it's chili what should I do and I asked my husband and I think I probably talked to you I definitely talked to like I took polls basically (laughs) I was like should I put like a quilt over the couch and Matt was like no he was like, "That's that's not gonna make people feel comfortable at your oh, house. That is like, so don't, sweet. don't put a don't put a quilt over the." I was like, <laughs> "But it could be festive, right? It could look cute." He was like, "Please, please don't. Oh, I we love can get that. anything cleaned. Please oh, don't do that." That's amazing.
1: <laughs> Good for Matt because I think I, yeah. um, I, I, uh, yes, I, I have quilts um, placed in special places around my house yeah. for like. Children, when you want to lay Children. on the white couch, yes. <laughs> lay on this, and it's soft, and you can cuddle up in it. <laughs> and if, see, there's an upside to yes, it. Yes, and if I see your feet <laughs> on the couch, I'm going to scream.
0: <laughs>
1: oh. Well, that's awesome. Okay, so that's one blog. What's your other mm-hmm. blog?
0: That's one. That's one down. Okay, so the other one was Little Moments from Across the Pond by Shona Terrell, and it I had the same... One. It had the same vibe in a way, um, but my, the quote that I really liked from Shona's piece was the simple act of having an open door, regardless of, one's, of the state of one's home, and a treat ready to share is something that I strive to live out each day, and I thought that's true, too. Like, it's not just about having an open door, but it's having also something that says, I thought of you. I prepared a little bit for you. It's like, you know, we talked about when we had our gifting podcast, having the closet just in case, yeah. <laughs> like the closet of presents or the shelf of presents just in case. It's, there's also like this idea of like, these snacks are for guests, you know, when we have someone special come to our home, then we can bring out these special (laughs) crackers or I don't know, just there's the, I don't know if y'all had that growing up, but you know, that's just something that I think is always, you know, this little box of specialty nuts are for when we have guests over or, you know, just making it a special thing that I thought of you ahead of
1: time. We don't eat spiced pecans unless there are extra people in our house. (laughs) (laughs) You can to, eat peanuts. to share the calories. <laughs> you can I eat yeah, the peanuts. <laughs> um, I love that blog too because, um, well, you know, I my inner voice has an English accent, so there was that yes, probably aspect yes. of it. And just talking about tea time, and I just got all the feels. But um, I, we had some friends over for a little kind of family Christmas brunch um, over the weekend, and I even thought of I, I read these blogs, and then they come back to me in other in different parts of my life, or just like throughout yeah. my day. And I thought of Shona and her grandmother as I was putting jelly kind of in a little bowl and I put some butter in a bowl because we had like some croissants. And I thought, you know what, I'm not going to just stick the jelly jar out. I'm going to be like Shona's grandmother and they're going to just feel my love as I I I did. I got little bowls and, you know, cute little spreaders and stuff. And um, so I love that just just how much I'm learning from these contributors and from these blogs and, and even in my own writing, but... Um, thank you Shona for, for sharing that. And her grandmother just sounds like such a doll. It's like grandmother goals.
0: It totally is. And and I love also the idea that everything doesn't have to be fancy pants. Right. Like it doesn't have to be like the best China. It doesn't have to be the best anything. It just has to be a little out of the ordinary, you know, just like, I again, I just thought of you. I prepared for you in a, in this little way. And people do notice that too. Yeah, Thoughtful know? and
1: warm um, and um, it, perfection is, it doesn't have to be perfect. It does not have to be it's perfect. It's overrated. It's overrated. Yeah. Um, but I think things like, you know. Mother Teresa said, small things with great love, like yes. how much sweeter yeah. that, that moment is or that brunch or that little afternoon tea or, or whatever it is.
0: Yeah.
1: Love it. Love it, love it. What are yours? Okay, so speaking of couches, <laughs> <laughs> I did, um, Kristen Hamill, she, she speaks to me. Um, I did her, I, I chose her blog, Beauty at Home Matters, which I really, mm-hmm. really appreciate. And she talks about having um, kind of a tri-level home that they bought close to their school and their church and how happy they were, and then how... over the years, you know, and they always had an open door policy, like they wanted to be hospitable, they wanted mm-hmm. to, because they were so fortunate to have this house that was kind of in a prime location, and they did. They they were open to to gatherings and a family and friends, and over the year, they, they added on, they bought some nicer furniture, and how she says that she um, bought like a white couch, and <laughs> she they were gifted with these beautiful chairs, and they had them, re, um, I don't know if they had them recovered or if they came like this, but they were in like a pink silk, And she Uh, said, "You know, they were. I want to see those. Or they're gorgeous, and they sound gorgeous to me." And she says, "You know, I have small children, Mm
0: -hmm. and it does not make sense. It
1: doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense." But she said, "In the hustle and bustle of her life, when she goes and she sits in this beautiful room with kind of impractical furniture for hospitality, Mm -hmm. such as your linen couch and my white couches,
0: Mm -hmm. that
1: she even just for a few moments she gets this sense of peace, and she can kind of recharge and." And that's what beautiful things do for us, right? Like, yes. I love looking at a pretty piece of art in my, you know, dining room and mm-hmm. kind of sitting in there for a little bit or sitting on my couch and looking at my, you know, kids framed photos around our TV or whatever.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I totally am on this. Now, what I have to do is I have to loosen up a little bit. Because she seems to be way cooler than me with, like, blotting crayon out of her silk.
0: She is very cool. It sounds like she lets her
1: children actually sit on said pink silk chairs. (laughs) And I would probably struggle with that. So I I have a ways to go. But I agree. Like, we have a, a lot of white in our house. And our kids are even older, but I find myself, like checking their feet when they're sitting oh, on the it
0: doesn't couch. even have to be kids it can be adults i mean so to the, you know we're human beings well
1: just to show you how the lord has a sense of humor we got these couches after we moved into our house there it's the couch i'm talking about is in our family room and it's it's a huge white sectional from restoration hardware and it was a small fortune and so obviously i wanted to protect this
0: It is your precious. This blessed little thing for a
1: while. And um, so we got it, and um, we had friends over, actually, the friends that were over this weekend. And I only let the adults sit on it. I'm like, kids, you cannot sit on it, at least for... 48 hours, you know, I was just like crazy. (laughs) And the kids were going, you're serious, right? I mean, are you kidding? And I'm like, I'm not kidding. I am not kidding. Mm -hmm. First of all, they'd been outside playing a lot. And so I just was not confident in like maybe what was on their rear ends or just whatever. So I was kind of neurotic. And um, we had the doors open because it was kind of like early fall. And I think football was on. Well, of course, there's very few bugs in Arizona, but we do get mosquitoes from time to time. Especially around monsoon season. And so at the end of monsoon season, because we've had a lot of rain and whatnot, we do get some mosquitoes. So we'd had all these doors open while a mosquito was in the house. And it was just swarming John. And I don't know what he was thinking, but John swatted it and killed it on the couch. Blood! It's like a brown spot that is still there from day one. And it just goes to show, I mean, I, I chuckle at myself all the time. Like, I was... So inhospitable. (laughs) I wouldn't let my friend's (laughs) kids sit on it. I wouldn't let my kids sit on it. And John stained it that night. You know what it's it's like, it's over. It's over. Everybody can sit on it. You know?
0: Yeah. But Jesus knew I needed that. that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's totally right. Okay, you don't remember. You probably don't remember. I hope you don't remember this. But um, the first time I visited your house in, um, in uh, Scottsdale, uh, we were having, I think we were having like lunch or something at your gorgeous marble table, which also has like white linen chairs mm-hmm. yeah. um, pulled up to I'm it. Smart. And I remember I pulled out a chair that had like a beach towel on it. <laughs> And I was like, this is mine. This is my chair. Because I felt like I could sit in this chair and not worry
1: about it. So our friends who were over this weekend said, hey, do you want, um, you know, they've got a little one. Do do you want her to sit on a towel? And I was like, well, probably any chair you pull out over there is going to have a towel on it. She's fine.
0: Pick a chair.
1: Because we do. We all like sit on them. I think I even have one on my
0: spot. Well, especially, I mean, especially at a, at a, at an eating table, I mean, this is your kitchen table, I know. you know, I don't- we have two white, um, upholstered chairs in our dining room, which get used occasionally. Actually, you know what they mostly get used for? My children doing homeschool work. Um, and I'm constantly cleaning off eraser, <laughs> yes. uh, things yes. from the white, eraser like,
1: debris. What?
0: What's it called? I don't know. Eraser dust? Eraser.
1: I don't know. Dust? Okay, kind of, yeah. so Fran, I'm glad you said that because I, this also reminds me of just God's sense of humor that I'm so, I am kind of anal in this regard. And then the minute I got to your house for the first time, I spilled coffee on your couch. You remember oh, I don't that? I remember
0: that. No. Oh,
1: what that is. Which couch? This is like Fran's. Um, just Fran's sense of charity right here on display.
0: I, no, this is God's protection. I totally so I felt Starbucks anybody. on your couch and I was cleaning,
1: cleaning. <laughs> I and you finally remember. made me stop. You're like, You're going to hurt my feelings. I can clean it later. It's not a big deal. And I'm like, It is a big deal because I know oh. you.
0: <laughs> oh, I don't even remember that. So that is God's protection. No, 100%. I don't remember That's hilarious. That. No, it was a big deal. It's seared in my mind. <laughs> And I hope, and I hope in the same way, because we we were just in Little Rock for a beautiful baptism, but we had dinner with friends the night before in their brand new home, the Greens. Their house is precious, as you can imagine. Aww. And um, my husband and another husband tracked in dog poop on their new rug and so i was you can only i mean you understand my mortification i do i kept i kept turning to angela being like is can i help you can i just help you i just want to help you and she was like no she was like my kids do this all the time I'm like no they don't no they don't they (laughs) They take their shoes off at the back door (laughs) These are lies meant to protect my feelings, and I feel so bad. I was actually, in my as I was going to sleep last night, I actually, in my prayers, I was thinking, I need to, uh, thank you for Angela. I need to call her or text her tomorrow and just make sure that everything's okay. <laughs> you know what? Speaking of tracking in poo
1: on a rug, have you seen those washable rugs? I'm very... I
0: have. My mom has one on her back porch, on her sunroom. Does yeah. she love it? Does it wash yeah. Oh, well? yeah i you know that's a good question i don't i haven't asked her if she i presume she has because she has dogs and so i think that's why she got it for the sunroom but yeah it just kind of like you, there's like a pad mm-hmm. underneath it and it separates from the pad and it's just a real easy um, like a washing i mean i don't know how i don't know how many times she's washed it so does it wash well i i don't know yeah but it looks cool i'm and very tempted
1: like i'm very tempted yeah.
0: i mean for a high traffic area yeah why not yeah
1: Um, okay. So my next blog is Molly Coop's blog, and I think it was titled a table for 10.
0: Yes.
1: And this again, Molly speaks to me because my, my parents had a huge dining room and they had a really big table and it had a, um, what is it? Uh, a leaf? a leaf. Thank you. I couldn't think of it. A leaf that. Would How come. did I know that? Oh no. my, <laughs> You read my mind. You read my thoughts. <laughs> so they had a leaf that would come and go, and so they could really open it up. And um, I mean, it was a really big room. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. And and even when we lived in the house that we built when I was little, um, they added on a dining room because that was important to my mom. It was important mm-hmm. to be able to seat family extended family and we always had to have like a kid's table or whatever but she wanted all the adults and she had you know yeah she was one of seven my dad was one of seven and their spouses and so whoever was coming over she wanted as many people to be able to sit together and so our dining room at our um at our first house in El Dorado was was really nice but then when we built a house down the street we stayed on the same street that tells you how (laughs) We literally went from 2110 to 2310, bought land and um, and built a house when I was in high school. And that was her big thing. She wanted, I mean, the dining room is as big as like the kitchen family room, you know, all of the above. Because wow. she loved to entertain and she loved to be mm-hmm. able to set it up as a big buffet when, um, you know, for cocktail parties or receptions. And then
0: mm-hmm. she wanted to
1: be able to get as many bodies around that table as possible for, for family dinners and stuff. And so when we moved here... Our um our house has a big table, our, I mean our house has a big dining room area, and um, the former people have a um, had it a seating area and then kind of a, a dining area.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, okay. and
1: it was beautiful. So it was they kind of had a round table where you could probably get mm-hmm. like eight around it, and then um, mm-hmm. a pretty seating area sort of by the fireplace. And so what do I, I walked in Molly and I, and I said, I want this to be all dining. I want a huge table. Because we've got, I mean, once our kids get married, I want their spouses. And when my, you know, sister comes with her spouse and, you know, maybe their kid or kids and their spouses. I mean, I was just like envisioning. Yeah. So when Molly says that when she and her husband first got married, they um, they they bought, I think they had a table, whatever. Um, but as she was expecting her first child, she realized that they were quickly going to outgrow this table. And she wanted mm-hmm. her children and, and everything to... um. To be able to sit at at their dining room table so they drove to ikea and they bought this huge table that they could over over the years they could keep expanding it and you know building chairs and um and then i think recently they had to upgrade again and um she says that her husband stopped her at a table for 20 and i giggled because he's a smarter man because we did the table for 20. Walk past it like on a daily basis and kind of scratch my head because right now we're like we, we would only fill the middle section or like one end of it. Um, but I love you know, Molly's ahead of me in life and in many things, and she's got eight children, and so mm-hmm. she's got a family of 10 already. And you know, mm-hmm. you you add in just a few family members, and they're going to fill that quickly, but their table of 14. but. I love that she said she's not a sentimental person, but the table really was sentimental because she said we had spaghetti dinners, we had um, birthday parties, we had, you know, you name it. She said homeschool projects, whatever, um, on this table, the things that this table's heard, the prayers it's heard, the funny, you know, jokes it's heard. And so she really became sort of attached for somebody who's Mm -hmm. not sentimental, who's not materialistic. She really became attached to this table because the dining room table is where as a family, our life should be kind of centered, you know, in the yeah. domestic home, in the domestic church. Um, so I thought, I thought it was precious, but it really spoke to me because I do have a table of 20. And I wish I had, <laughs> I wish I had a, a
0: larger family at this point
1: to fill it up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It's so Catholic. That, that whole idea is so Catholic because the source and summit of our faith is the Eucharist, which is at a table, yeah. You know the, the altar is our family table, and for us to have that that sentimental, even if we're not super sentimental in a hundred different ways, to have that sense of a table is important is Catholic. Mm-hmm. And, and you know it's something that I've always felt very deeply as well. We have our our um, dining room table is the table that I grew up with yeah. in, in my home. Um, you know with all six of my you know six of my siblings and um, my parents, and we would always sit as many people as we could around that table. In fact, my parents had benches made um, that booster seats could slide on and attach to (laughs) Um, it was so fun well people always comment they're like where did you get these awesome because they were wide benches that people wouldn't like fall off Uh of and they had these uh, booster seats that would kind of like uh you would i don't know how to describe it other than you would kind of put it on at the end of a bench and it would just slide on and hook around the edges so the booster seat would never fall off to you yeah and we had that at our house when our little ones were little. And now we have chairs around the same table. But then our kitchen table is the table that my husband's family had in their kitchen growing up. And I can't imagine – I mean, I can't imagine getting rid of those tables because I often dream of it. Like, gosh, I, I love this table. I would, But but I would never – I don't know that I would ever, like, really get rid of it. Like, I want to wait until, like, I have a kid who I would be like, would you like a table? I would love to give you a table. But you have to keep it in the family. Yeah. And if you don't want to keep it in the family, I'll put it in the attic. You have to return it. <laughs> You have to exactly return it from whence it, it came <laughs> i know i know i love a family table i do too. i love those. i do too
1: i love just the um oh goodness if, it's like the the phrase if the if this table could talk you know uh, yeah all the yeah. the good conversations the sad conversations the yeah. um
0: the godchildren who got glued or sewed up on that table yeah. <laughs> Oh, no, that's just us? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, about
1: say, I think that's particular to the Yeagers. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, Molly and Kristen, I, I love their blogs, but I love the ones you chose, too.
0: Yeah, and, and I love all them of all. our contributors. So I good. do too. Like it was hard for me to even choose, but I, I wanted to pick a couple that kind of went together so that we could kind of have themes for the podcast. But guys, if you have not read, or if you have time over the Christmas holiday where you need to like get away from the people that you're being hospitable <laughs> to, you need to find something to do. Go look back at the blog. You can just kind of scroll back to the things that we posted during December on hospitality to be inspired, perhaps to be re-inspired as you are, you know, pushing through you know three or four or three weeks of family members in your home like um i just feel like it's really good encouragement that hospitality is a challenge for all of us it's beautiful and some people do it with such ease and and facility but um you know it's a challenge and we we all need a little inspiration in that regard and i think an important um not distinction but just a
1: clarifier to some degree is like we we are called to be hospitable during the holidays Mm -hmm. because you you expect more people than usual probably coming in and out of your house. <laughs> but even as like Shona's piece uh, mentions, even just an afternoon tea and treat or um, it, it, even the small bits of hospitality are mm-hmm. are worthy of your effort yeah. and your time. Yeah. And, it, and it has just such a lasting effect on you and on the person who you're entertaining.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. Oh, we can do our last little bit. Let's do it. Do you want to go first or me first? I don't care. Rock, paper, scissors. Well, I don't want to rock paper scissors because I want to go first. Oh. Because I have oh. a story for you okay. that is going to be a little cryptic. Oh. I can't use anybody's name. Okay. Um it's very it's it's too soon and it's very fresh. <laughs> it's, I'm getting anxious. Um, it's about one of our contributors, and um, I have permission to share the story, but I do need to be a little, um, a little judicious on how I share it, but it's, but it's a story of hospitality that I found so inspirational, and really, I mean, as I was thinking about it um, on the drive home yesterday, I, I got a little choked up about it. So, All right, so the story begins with, we have this um, friend. Who was hosting kind of a a Christmas get together for um, her husband's extended family, like siblings and her uh, the the mother in law and and her significant other and the significant other's um, a granddaughter who who lives with with them um, who has a who's had a very hard life. Okay. Like has um, it has a, has a um, I mean imagine a grandchild living with a grandparent yeah. and all of the things associated totally. with that. You know that the parents are unable. To take care of her, I'm sure that she's had just a um, just you know a, a bumpy road um, for her whole life. But so that's kind of the 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 foundation scenario that has set the scene. So it was a beautiful dinner that they had together, and um, they served. Uh, it was also in celebration of uh, the birthday of one of the family members, and they had a red velvet cake, Aww. and you know it was lovely, and had uh, this wonderful cranberry. I think it's cranberry juice sparkling water and vodka with frozen cranberry cocktail which is beautiful a good christmasy cocktail um so you know th- there was lots of festivities happening and so um she and her husband all of the guests oh and everybody stayed at her house so i'm <laughs> trying to, I, maybe there were 15 people at the house like i'd yeah. have to do my do my math fast and figure out exactly what it was but like way more than their family of five in their home and so they had found you know uh places for everybody to sleep and um everybody was tucked away and she and her husband were cleaning up the kitchen putting everything away and uh she would you know put the the uh, bottle of vodka into the the cabinet and she said she she thought for a second like uh, should i should i lock it away oh, no because they're teenagers in the house and she was like nah, you know so <laughs> she's got the two of the she te- she's a, got little ones yeah, yeah. This yeah. I good. mean, this isn't something that she thinks about often, but because there were teenagers in the house, she was like, I don't know. I think it's going to be fine because the teenagers were sleeping in an adjacent um, be- uh, kind of a, their, their kind of TV room with a beautiful sectional sofa that they were sleeping on. Brand new, by the way. I mean, brain, brand spanking new furniture, rug, everything, new house. Um So uh, in the morning, her husband gets up and goes downstairs to um, walk the dog and looks into the TV room where the teenagers were sleeping, and um, there is red velvet vomit everywhere, Mm -mm. everywhere. So he took a deep breath and took the dog on a walk. (laughs) And then when he came back, he ran prudent. upstairs. Yeah, exactly. He had to he had to take a breath. Um, so when he got back, he ran upstairs and told her, he was like, you got to get up. Um, there is a vomit everywhere. She was like, what? Oh, my gosh. What's what's going on? He was like, just, just come. And so he walked out. She followed him down. Um, house full of people still sleeping, walking into the room. And she said, "It." she was like, it was like... I'm trying to think her description of it. She was like, "It's like someone put re- a red velvet cake in a blender without a top, and just everywhere, just vomit, ev- like spewed in every direction." She "I think two thirds of her rug was covered. The I couch can't. was covered." I can't. Um, and then she she said she almost immediately realized what the problem was. She was like, "This is not a sick person. I mean, it is a sick person, but it's not like you know a virus that's going to." You know, uh, rampage our our family in our home. This is a this is a child that got into the liquor cabinet. This she th- this this child, a uh, sixteen, I think, drank half, one of those big bottles of vodka. Um, they said it, when they put it away, it was like half full. You know, from from several mm-hmm. parties yeah. use. Yeah. You know, it was gone. A bourbon, um, bottle, same thing, which had been half drunk up to that point was gone oh my I mean the the child could have died could have died and and that was that was actually kind of her first thought was I I almost had a dead child in my home like oh my gosh. I mean I, you know so many of us would be like there is red velvet vomit for days yeah. how am I going to clean this up but her her initial thought was you know thank God thank God this child is living yeah you know oh, wow. I mean all of this can be cleaned up and she of course spent the rest of the day <laughs> uh, probably still today cleaning cleaning up I mean I don't even know if it's all going to be able to be cleaned up quite frankly because I mean that's a that's a big job oh it's a big, my goodness. Big job. but the way in which she approached the whole scenario with with just like I mean unmitigated mercy there was no yelling there was no like I mean there was frustration yeah, obviously yeah. and, and all that. But like I, I, I heard her tell the story and, and heard in her retelling of it such unbelievable grace that I was like, that is hospitality. You know, it is it is hospitality for brokenness, it's hospitality for for complicated family relationships scenarios because you know when you i mean it's not like she was she didn't not know that this was a troubled child yeah you know i mean it was obvious i mean she probably didn't know well obviously she didn't know that this could be this bad that the repercussions could be this bad but she still even accepted you know this family member these family members into her home knowing that it was going to be complicated and the tie in here for me something that got me like really choked up and um touched me was I feel like she was the she was the innkeeper that Mary and Joseph never had. Yeah, because like we often think that Mary and Joseph um, didn't have room in the inn because of the census, because you know the hotels were just full or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if Mary and Joseph didn't have a room in the inn because everybody saw them and saw a complication. Yeah. They have this giantly pregnant woman, you know, imagine that, that you have somebody come to your home or come into your, your, your inn or wherever it is. And you, and you see like, this could be bad for me. I don't have that many towels. <laughs> you, I don't want to have to get up in the middle of the night and boil water for this situation. Yeah. Because I mean, here's an eminently, you know, birth woman about to give birth to, to a baby. Like that's a complication that a lot of us would be like, I, uh, it would just be easier not here. But, but our friend saw even the the potential complications. Again, you don't see everything, but but knew it wasn't necessarily going to be easy. I mean, it's never right. easy even right. just having that many people in your home and still said yes. Yeah. So I was just like, oh, none of us see, all of us see the complications. I mean, if you don't see the complications, you might not be human or you might be a saint. I don't know. <laughs> but but it's hard to see Jesus beyond that. And it's yeah. a very special person to to see beyond the complication and see Jesus and because we would all say of course Je- I would welcome Jesus into my home right, of course right. I would like I would but what if he's hidden you
1: well and, and what with... if he's
0: hidden behind a person that's very broken or very large with pregnancy or you know whatever
1: <laughs> and he probably is I mean he yeah. probably is a hundred percent hidden behind Absolutely. this broken person yeah. and and what's what's so beautiful about that is that like you said our our friend knew to some degree what she was getting into she still said yes but then yeah. she was jesus to to that oh. person you know what i mean yeah like just yes. probably even how she responded is so so different from how this child has been responded mm-hmm. to throughout yeah. the course of his or her yeah. life and so yeah. to to have yet again maybe another screw up or another mess up happen and to be like still cherished that he's or she, I don't know if it was a he or she, lived, you know, and, and, and was still there. And, and um, it reminds me a little bit to some degree of very different. I'm a fan of The Crown and the, the, movie, the TV show The Crown. And there's a scene where Princess Margaret almost, you know, kills herself by drugs and alcohol and Queen Elizabeth... Um, stands at the foot of her bed, and she's just like, instead of going in and being like, are you crazy? You're embarrassing the family. You're embarrassing the crown. You're embarrassing, you know. But her response to her sister was, I can't live without you.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And we were talking about that yesterday, and I teared up. I'm like, I don't even know the Queen Elizabeth. But I can imagine. (laughs) (laughs) You you would think the right (laughs) family. But I just love that emotion and that love um, for her that she had for her sister. But uh, to me, it's exactly how our friend um, responded just in true love of a person that's not even her, you know, her sister.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because that's and that's hospitality. That 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 to me, I mean, it was so it, it was so not coincidental because it's not a coincidence that that Jesus let me hear the story and let me witness her response um, just prior to us, you know, talking about hospitality because that's what it is. It's loving people in their brokenness and accepting them um, through our through the doors of our home and the doors of our hearts um, um, because that's that's who we all are and that's how Jesus welcomes us for sure. And I don't even think I
1: have anything that could be even a fraction as beautiful as that. So I'm not going to do a last little bit today. That was just too good. That was the last little bit for both of us.
0: Oh, we hope everybody has, has had a Merry Christmas. We actually hope it, we hope it, and then we are thankful for it when you hear this um, podcast um, on Friday that, uh, that, and hopefully you did have a very Merry Christmas. And when you hear
1: this, um it we are in the Christmas season so we can say no more advent it is merry christmas
0: Merry christmas <laughs> have a
1: good one bye y'all. bye
0: Thanks for joining us today on Bellator Colloquium. Please look for Bellator Society on everything social, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And if you like what we're doing here on this podcast, we would love for you to share that with us. Rate us on iTunes to help us get the word out and share, share, share. We cannot wait to chat next time right here on Bellator Colloquium, the conversation for online warriors for the true, good, and beautiful.